Well, Can I suggest you to put this last part at the beginning? Okay. <laughs> First, you get to know what SDGs are. Then listen. <laughs> Namaskar. My name is Saurabh Nanda and this is another episode of Such Conversations Matter. But this is not just another episode because I'm really proud of this episode. I'm talking about sustainability and the sustainable development goals of the United Nations in this particular episode. It's all about circular economy. And in this time of coronavirus, all of us need to know more about sustainable uh, ways of living. And that is what uh, my guests today, who are Daisuke Kanako, who is the CEO of Taneno Chikara, Yumi Okuda, uh, who's also one of the directors at Taneno Chikara, and uh, Michele Brezzi, uh, who was my senior in Awaji Youth Federation in Japan, and he also uh, worked a lot with Taneno Chikara in Japan. These three people are very passionate about sustainability. And that their passion has uh, got them involved in all these projects uh, we're doing. Now, you might be wondering what is Taneno Chikara. Taneno Chikara is, is a project which has taken a piece of land in rural Japan and changed it or con- you know completely converted it into uh, uh, this beautiful oasis of uh, learning education about sustainability, about circular economy, composting, permaculture, earthbag houses, and so much more. And earthbag houses is their most prominent feature, and that's a lot what we're going to talk about today as well. So it is my request to all the viewers today that please research about these things, permaculture, circular economy, natural farming, earthbag houses, uh, composting, Um, using less and less chemicals. Because if coronavirus has taught us anything, it is that we need to change how we do things. We need to live more sustainably. And these guys are already doing it. They are leading the way. They are trying to educate the world about it. So without wasting any more time, guys, let's get on with the interview directly. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. (laughs) I'm good. It's just a bit rainy here in Osaka. Great. Great. Good Konnichiwa. 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 Good morning. 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 Good uh, we have monsoon season right now, so <laughs> a lot of humidity and heat. First of all, let me just tell you guys that I was I was kind of, uh, you know, uh, unexpectedly surprised as to uh, something like the seedbed is happening in Awaji because it was just something uh, I had not expected at all. So uh, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, that is what I would uh, like all the uh, people who watch this video to know also that what the seedbed is, what is Tane no Chikara? Hi, Tane no Chikara is a seedbed that is in the Awajishima, a construction kitchen, to be called a construction kitchen, which is about 3 hectares of land. え、ま、選手の生物が共存する、共生する豊かな場所にしていく過程を実践を通して伝えていくという事業を行っている場所です。え、具体的には農薬無肥料の自然栽培 
をやったり、えー、土だけでできた建物アースバックハウスを作ったりとこういうことを通して、えー、持続可能な社会の形あり方っていうのがどういうものなのかっていうのを伝えていく授業になりますなので今学校あ長い個大丈夫<笑>学校が<笑>あの企業向けにあの SDGs ということで、えー、研修をおいやまあ、あのツーリズムを提供しています。はい It is a sustainable place for、um, society. Like,、uh, we're making a new society, and there's a thousand species of、um, like a, veggies and trees and birds and bugs.、Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, there's about a, a one thousand species. Over there, and they, you know, living each other, and we live together, and then、um, we educate people how to live together and how to think about it, and how to live sustainably. That's the,、uh, what we do in, in Awaji. I would, I would like to add something to this.、Um, the, the thing is that、uh, the way they're explaining it is、uh, the result of like two years of hard work. And like, the thing, I know that like, saying like 1,000 species is not like a big bomb itself, but like, if you think that the place where everything started was a field that has been misused for more than like 20 years with like chemicals. And through a really like organic revitalization of the soil,、uh, Taneno Chikara, the company and like Seedbed Project,、uh, managed to, in only one year, like completely change the whole like area. So basically, the idea is trying to rebuild the ecosystem there. And when it's ecosystem, it's not just like doing、uh, farming, it's also like Uh, make it in a way that also other animals, insects,、um, snakes, uh, frogs,、um, ta- tanuki is like a, a、um, special、uh, Japanese animal, or also a wild boar. It's, like, it, it's amazing how, in one year, that place that looked like a desert became all of a sudden like nature, it's like back to nature. But it's like,、um, um, how I would say, like, Not useful, but like、um, it's kind of like productive nature for human beings as well.、Mm-hmm. So, there are animals, animals are helping the soil and the plants to, to get more nutrients, and at the same time, we as humans can benefit from them by eating, eating like plants, eating fruits, eating vegetables,、uh, roots, and like whatever like the nature can give us. So, that, that's, that's amazing. I saw this play, that place. Two years before they started. And it was so sad. And when they came, I was the happiest kid ever. It's like, 
oh my god some someone is coming here to do what i really wanted to do wow <laughs> <laughs> yes right. so and that's exactly uh, how i felt i mean if 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 i had to live uh, more on awaji i would i would prefer working with you guys uh, then you know all the other things uh, i mean if if given a choice tanaino chikara and uh, bio agri and sustainability living would have been my top priority so thank you so much again for doing this um how did you get this idea so like you were in your corporate jobs was it difficult for you guys all three of you actually to just you know leave all that office work laptop and everything and just do something with the soil with the nature how did you get this idea eto ma nihon de hataraiteite eh ma tokyo de hataraiteita n desu kedo え、持続可能な社会にしていくためには、その都会で暮らしていても、持続可能な社会になっていかないなというところがあって、じゃあ、この社会、持続可能な社会、サステナブルな社会を作るためには、根底には何があるのかというのを考えたときに、食や健康、食べることや健康っていうことが、非常に根底にあるな、っていうのが、あり、じゃあそれをどういうふうに作っていけば、あいい社会に向かっていくのかっていうのを考えたときに、実際に僕たちだけが自給自足するのではなく、多くの人の認識、意識を変えていくことによって、えー、そういう持続可能な社会を作っていけるんじゃないかということで、えー、発信をしていく。ただしかもそれも知識を発信していくんではなく、体験とか感覚を通して伝えていく。
and then I've got a um, I, idea. Idea. I okay. I've changed my mind. You know how to live, how to work, how to you know how to live. <laughs> yes, and then um. Well, so after one year, I started my project in Awaji. Then I met them, and it's like, well, 
we fit, we we match completely. Perfect. So this is very interesting. Um, uh, Daisuke and Yumi, I think uh, you have like traveled a lot in Japan as well. You have met so many people, and Michele, uh, like all of us know that you have traveled almost the entire uh, world, every part of every continent. You you've been there in Japan itself. You've done so many prefectures. So whenever you guys meet new people or people, uh, you know, who have the same thinking, same passion, like all of us do, have you seen this common passion or interest in them also for sustainability? Doesn't matter if they are Japanese or uh, Korean or Australian, Italian, Indian, anybody. Have you seen that common thread of passion for sustainability in people? うん。同じ、そのどこに行っても だからこそ私たちは日本でまずこれをやる必要があると思っていて、なんかその私たちだけがここでやっていてもしょうがないけど、同じパッションを持った世界の人々とともにでもとっても伝えるのが難しい日本人に私たちが伝えることが私たちの
ikigai is like the, the job of your life, what you want to do. And it's also like passion, which this can become ikigai. This can become like the work of your life. Like just by moving and meeting other people, you can kind of fish in that sense, mm-hmm. other people interested in that. Like it's hard to find people with the same interest exactly in your same neighborhood. And I'm not saying everyone has to move, but like if you want to follow what you like, you need to try and look like a bit around you, a bit outside your comfort zone. Mm. So mm. definitely I met a lot of people with similar passion. It can be hard this time or like it was a bit harder maybe a few years ago, but now it's increasing, especially in Japan. So that's that's wonderful. Uh, and I think if more and more uh, young people, uh, I like to call myself young, so... If more, <laughs> if more and more young people like ourselves, uh, we get into sustainability, then uh, probably we can achieve uh, the SDGs targets by 2030 across the world. So, so that's amazing. Um, in fact, uh, I would like to congratulate all the Japanese uh, with a couple of uh, things that the Japanese government is doing right now. Uh, one is about the plastic bags when they have finally decided to charge for the plastic bags. Uh, kudos. <laughs> and uh, secondly is uh, the they have decided to shut down 100 of old coal power plants uh, you know like power plants which were uh, fueled by coal so uh, the japanese government has uh, decided to do something like that as well that is also great because a lot of european nations are doing it uh, india china are doing it so i think the world is moving in the right direction japan <laughs> が、あの、火力発電、石炭、石炭のそうそう、石炭の火力発電は、できるだけ廃止して、ただ、え、効率的な火力発電、石油とかを使って、その二酸化炭素をできるだけ出さない火力発電はむしろ広げていくって言っている
スペシャリストに頼らなくてもみんなで作るみんなで作っていくっていうことができるっていうのを伝えっていうのが大きく理由としてあります。で難しさで言えば、えー、日本の法律ではああこういうことじゃない日本の法律ではアースバックハウスっていうのがあ作っていい建造物ではないというか、えー、正式な建造物ではないので、えー、そういう意味で、えー、今も宿泊とか人が住むっていうような形では使えないっていうのがあ非常にポイントの一つかなと思うんですがこれからの世界社会の中でそういうサステナブルなあ建物建造物っていうのが認められていく方向になると思うのでそういう意味では発信をする場所としてアースバックがあるっていうのは非常に意義があるのかなと思っています。はい<笑> so,、uh, well, this small introduction was about、um, Earthback House is made of, like, as you said, like the soil, and the soil is coming exactly from the same spot. It's like no, no more than like 10 meters away from where we are. And it includes、uh, lime, like lime powder,、um, pebbles, or a bit bigger than pebbles.、Uh, it also has water and Uh, in order to help like to get dry or harder、uh, faster, you can use uh, cement. Uh, but you don't really need to use cement if you、mm. have the right temperature, the right time.、Uh, it just takes a bit longer to get hard.、Um, of course, like to make the, the house, like we, we work with、uh, architects. So people are specialized in building earthback houses, and,、uh, but the house can be made by anyone. So, of course, you need a supervisor like, to, to check that everything, every, every single step, every single layer we're making、uh, needs to be checked, needs to be controlled if it's online, if it's too high, too, too low,、uh, like to like, open or not, because like, you know, the structure needs to be like, strong enough for earthquakes,、uh, for any kind of like, natural disaster that is happening in Japan, unluckily.、Mm. Um, but, like, Really, anyone can do that. And that's the great thing that they're doing is like、uh, people like, from any background can come, can learn,、uh, experience, and, and after like three weeks, two weeks, you just, you just build the house. The only small problem in Japan right now is that there is no law covering、um, earthquake houses. So、oh. for now, it's not, it's not possible uh, to. Uh, Sleep and live in there.、Mm. So, right now in Tanino Chikara, we are using, we are using, even if I'm not there, but <laughs> we are using the,、uh, the Earthback House as like a showroom、mm. uh, where we also like store like the seeds for the next year,、uh, where we、uh, show, for instance, like how the house works. So, like no electricity, but like、uh, playing with the air,、uh, with the current,、uh, playing with the shading for, for the sun. Sunlight,、uh, playing like with the insulation from the soil, and also like、uh, it's well known that the soil, the, the, the earth is,、uh, is with the insulator,、uh, insulation like material. So if, if, you, if you come, for instance, like in summer, you will see the difference like from a、like, really humid 30、mm. degrees temperature outside, like in, in the field, and then you get inside, and all of a sudden it's like a really 
like cool 26 degrees, uh, not too sunny inside. And that, that's amazing. That's really like, I, I just got to know like one year ago about that. And like, I was, I was shocked. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, so this might be a technical question and I think we will have to work together to, uh, you know, get the message across in English here, but, uh, so we'll try our best. Um, <laughs> So you pointed out very, something very interesting, Michele, that the challenge with earth bag houses in Japan right now is that there are no regulations from the government. So people cannot stay inside those houses because, well, maybe the government thinks they're not safe or they're not good. How can we change that with the government? How can we tell the government and the authorities that earth bag houses are perfectly safe and they are the best kind of sustainable, affordable housing uh, that we can make today. Kambate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we did we did try to make a, a new role, mm. new law mm. for the asphalt house, but um, and we have to exam. We have to test. Mm. Um, for the asphalt house. Like a strength and uh, something, toka, saigai toka. So, I don't know We need a huge money, huge mm. money. So, this time, um, akirameta, akirameta. we don't do that now. We decide not to take it. Yeah, <laughs> not give up. Not give up. Just for now. But um, you know, and then we think we are telling more people about how to, um, uh, how important that asphalt house meaning, and that we should tell the people the message, and then we think something changes in the future. You know, that people think, you know, the mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like, um, basically, it, it, it's based on the fact of, like, changing a little by little, like, the way of thinking about, like, this uh, kind of word and topic. And like, if you, if these little changes can occur in like on a vast scale, then like the bigger things can be changed as well. Mm. And what is going on in Japan right now is also like in different parts of Japan, a lot of people are getting more and more interested in permaculture and in like sustainable buildings. So that can be like a big voice in the future or like even influencing some kind of like fields like architecture um, association uh, or like even in the government, maybe like we can we can get to 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 have like the big change. And uh, she was explaining before also uh, that in order to get uh, the approval like for like living in this kind of buildings, uh, you need to do all the testing for like uh, earthquakes or wind uh, for the water. Uh, for floods, for instance, and like and get like a certificate and approval. So after you do that, then you can you can like uh, certify as like a safe place to live. 
but that, as she said, is, is it would take a lot of money. Mikele, mm. so as you've traveled so many to so many places around the world, have you seen such movements in other parts of the world, and how are they doing it? Like maybe in Italy or Brazil, where you spent a lot of time. Mm. So. What they saw in Brazil, where I am in Brazil, it's starting right now, like a slow con- consciousness about like environment. Mm. Nothing yet about buildings where I went to, but I'm sure there are communities like that. So there is a huge community in every city that is trying to create uh, urban um, farms. And like a lot of farmers like trying to save the, uh, the rainforest um by like kind of like stopping it and showing that you can produce way more by using different techniques even mm-hmm. like ancestral like brazilian native like techniques or uh for instance in australia is like known for like more than 20 years like per the use of permaculture like approach uh so uh that is also like uh, thinking more about like the environment and like the climate for instance australia is really dry in summer so, like, the idea uh, of, like, digging doesn't exist. Like, you need to build, like, the layers of the soil mm-hmm. in order to recreate the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But honestly, personally, like, when it comes to buildings, like, sustainable buildings, I see Japan as in strong need because uh, the normal architecture in Japan is not meant for insulation, is not meant for, like, energy, uh, saving energy. It's just meant to like build fast in an easy way and cheap way. Mm-hmm. Well, probably in Italy, when, when I'm talking about my area, like we still have earthquakes and we have been building houses for earthquakes since before. Not as strong as Japan, though. Uh, but like, you know, the walls are like, I don't know, one meter thick. <laughs> and like the windows have like three layers. Like I'm talking about my, my apartment in, in Italy is like, in summer, it's hot, but like you can create like really nice like um, um, uh, current, and no need of AC. And even if it's like eighty percent humidity and thirty-two degrees, it's still great living there. And in winter, is the same. When it's like one degree outside, inside it goes really slowly down, and like you just need maybe one hour of heating, and then it's like perfect. And the earthquake house has that concept. Mm-hmm. So the idea now is like not being sustainable is being more like regenerative. It's like kind of generating on your own the needs that you, you have. So you need to be cooler. Your house is doing it. You don't need like a cooling system for that. You need to be warmer. Your house is doing it. And then next to that, like earth houses, you can have like a tank that is collecting water and you use that for your daily needs. And then it can, there can be like a solar panel. There can be like any kind of system. And that's what I was doing like in Awaji with like the engineers, like trying to see how we can be even more like self-sufficient. Wow, perfect. So, and uh, I think uh, you you guys... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think, think, Michele, you touched upon something very important over there when you talked about Brazil that people are using techniques uh, which are ancestral, which come from, you know, uh, our ancestors generations ago. And this is, uh, this is one of my, f- the first things that came to my mind when I saw the Earthbag house was that, okay, so it's a house made up of soil or mud. 
and in rural India even today you can see such houses everywhere so what they do is they build a house and then they will put mud on it like like plaster mm. instead of cement they will put mud and actually it's not only mud it's a mixture of mud and hay and uh, cow dung uh, so it keeps the insects away it keeps the house cool in summer and warm during winters so do you think we should all of us like all the people on this planet should go back to how we used to do things maybe a few centuries ago because it is just better for the nature mm. so my boss <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think so to <laughs> so ne do mo ma so sore ga dekiru nara hijou ni ii na atte omou kedo eto ma so ne ニシキとして日本日本において言えばえもうクーラーがエアコンがあるエアコンって言ったあるうんうんそうエアエアコンがあってあるなるほど大丈夫夏はエアコンの中で涼しくて冬はあ暖房まあエアコンだけどで<
外の中で解放された自然の中でいるっていうのは非常に気持ちがいいっていうのに気づくきっかけになっているので非常に日本の中でもそれがその社会が変わっていくきっかけとしては非常にいいタイミングだと思っている、はい、そしたらこれ世界的にもそうかもしれない日本語オッケー。オッケー、オッケーです。難しいよ、はい。いい、どうぞ。はい。あ、オッケー。So, so I guess, like, as you might have heard, like, he's talking about like this period because of like COVID-19 or COV2 or whatever it's called. Um, so basically, it's like the right moment for like people to understand. Uh, like the importance of like the the normal temperature outside because now it wasn't comfortable and not like allowed to stay in too many people indoor and now people had to experience like how to like uh, how is the temperature outside how's life outside you know sometimes uh, in japan it's like you work in the office when you once you're done you're just going through like a train and then you're home and you barely stay outside Um, like an interesting thing I have to say is like among all the parts of like the, uh, among all the companies in Awaji, uh, Tanina Chikara was basically the only one that uh, worked the whole time outdoor because、mm-hmm. there is already social distancing there. Like you are together, but like you have wind, you have air. Uh, you have so many things to do. Yeah, you don't have to be packed in one in one、mm. spot,、mm. and that that's also showing like the the great、uh, opportunities and and the the great timing for for this kind of project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's amazing actually, and、uh, this just shows this just proves that、um, as humans we have already understood how to live with nature, but Uh, somehow we keep forgetting that you know we have to respect nature also, and、uh, s- sooner or later we have to go back to it. And、uh, you guys are doing the right thing in that direction, I think. When it comes to education,、uh, they were they were saying like they are trying to、uh, show to other people、um, how like to live in this way, how to think about like、um, like nature and environment. And the greatest thing is that they're also doing like、uh, training for the new employees of the company. So Tamino Chikara is related to、um, another company in Japan. It's really famous for、uh, human resources, and、um, like the new employees of these companies are sent to Tamino Chikara, and this gives uh, like um, a huge opportunity for Tamino Chikara and for these、uh, young people, like twenty, twenty-one, twenty-one years old. Uh, to understand what is nature, like probably these people are actually I we encountered like we met a lot of new employees, and every time like they had no clue how a tomato was, like how like a tomato plant, how like、uh, chili peppers grow,、uh, or like they didn't know that、um, you know、uh, peanuts were from the ground. They were thinking they were like coming from the trees. Uh, like they had no clue what like nature was, and this is giving like, like kind of like a free free ticket to all these people to learn about nature、uh, from 21 years old, not 
like like me at like 28 or other people at 35 it's like 21 years old mm-hmm. that means that they are in their like strongest moment of life a lot of power a lot of will to do they can shape their mind understanding how like to live with the uh with nature and that's that's awesome and plus as they're doing like with even younger people from high school and middle high school or like with families that that's like that's great and that's the way you can kind of change as we were talking before like how to move the world uh from like the concrete jungle uh no green no farms in the city to more like a rural life mm. but the biggest problem to me is that we are so many and i see impossible to move all, all these people from the city to the rural area mm. what you can do is a gradual moving out but it's never going to be like that because not everyone has the same needs or the same feeling so we have to accept that people like like to live in the city and they want to do that the way we can do it is like also making the city productive also making the city more sustainable and so on right there and like the people would like to move to the farms like trying to create like an environment that can um host everyone but at the same time like keep uh producing to like for the survival of everyone so that's uh very interesting actually and i think my next question comes from there that's okay you may i i want to ask uh, this question to you as to uh, what michele said was it is very difficult for people living in the cities especially in, in a country like japan which is a very big country population wise but most of the people live in cities how is it uh, that the architects who design these and the urban planners who design these big cities and who are thinking of the future of tokyo osaka nagoya and so on how are they looking at earth bag houses and are they willing to learn from earth bag houses and implement those techniques in cities because not everyone can move to awaji naninka some architecture no kata ga kite kureta n da keto totemo they're really interested in Asperg house and they're asking us how to make it, how to build it. And then the concept is, they think it's great, butアスパックハウスイズアンノットベストフォージャパンウィアンダースタンドイユノウダウィティンクスアンソトゥアンバタコンセプトイズデフォーダアスパックハウスイズデグレイテストイングウィティンクストダチガホホデそのサスティナブル
concept and the idea um, about the uh, building together uh, for ourselves, uh, for the architect, the demo. The is the best idea, I think. うん。あの、日本の中で非常にやっぱそのパーマカルチャーとして木木木ね。<笑><笑> 木ね。木と藁で家を作って、それが朽ちていく。その朽ちていって、それを今度肥料にして、また新しいものを屋根にして、また木が生えてきたらそれを家にしてっていうこの循環をを昔から日本はやっていたので、その日本にあったパーマカ
like the, the nature could easily like destroy it. That in the past they were used to like rebuild houses pretty often. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm just trying to understand this. Um, so in the past they would rebuild houses uh, easily because they would use the rice straw and. Uh, so are the Japanese architects saying that? Um, that is not possible with the earthbag house or uh, what is the challenge here uh yeah that the architecture um said to us like uh there's a much more great way to build the house the house in japan like i use use the rice straw and mm. then yeah we we give them the idea about sustainable sustainable house, and they give us an idea about the uh, the old way to, mm-hmm. to build build the house. And then uh, we think it's a challenge to get the idea from the architecture, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do we are going to plan the house with the restaurant. Mm. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that the, we should, um, yeah, it's a great thing, great things to, you know, the move forward. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we don't think it's a good, the best idea. The, the I, I don't think the Asbach house is the best thing. なんて言ったらいいの。気づき、気づきだね。そう。だからウィ、ウィニッチチェンジ。うん。エンデイニッチチェンジ。そう、ウィハフトトークアーイチアザーアバウトサステイナビリティ、ユノ。はい。わかり
there is permaculture, there is uh, composting. What are the other ways uh, which people should change their lives so that they can make them more sustainable? What are all the other things that you guys are doing and all the other things that you want to do in the future and educate people about them?に、で言えば、え、昔は百姓って呼ばれる人たちがいて、何でも家も作れるし、食べるものも、自分たちで作れるし、何でも服だって自分たちで作れるという人たちがほとんどの国民だったから、そういうその自然とそもそも共生している共
as they were saying, like to make things on your own uh, or to understand how to make it, uh, that that's the, the, the main the main clue is like try to learn as much as possible, be curious, uh, and try to make other people curious. That's I think the the challenge. Mm. It's like making people curious enough to want to come and learn. Mm. You know, it's just like me. Like recently, I, I never had interest in making miso or in some kind of uh, koji, which is like a fungus uh, from Japan. But like you know, people made me taste the homemade one. They showed me the way it was in the past, and I was like, my, my brain blew up. It's like, this is the thing. And then little bit is oh, so you can make it on your own. It's not like an industry. It's not like a fa- factory. And that's where like my interest started in in like wanting to make my own miso, like miso soup or miso ramen. And it's the same with like plants. You know, people are bringing, like, you know, I like, I love when I go around with people, like, taking a leaf from a camp for Kusonoki, uh, like, taking it, breaking it, showing, like, people, like, the, the smell, uh, showing, like, oh, that plant is edible, that plant. I was like, how do you know these things? It's just because you're in the nature. It's like, how can I learn more? It's like, oh, yeah, come with me. We do something. I show you how to prepare these things. So, when I talk about nettle, I don't know now in Japanese how to say nettle, but it's like a itchy plant, like the, the bottom part of the of the uh, leaf, if you touch it, it, you become like really itchy. Mm. But in Europe and also in America, I think in India, it's widely used for like uh, the mix of like, you know, your ravioli or like your um, mm. gyoza, for instance, or it's used in soups and many things. And people don't know it. You just need to show it. Same like on how to make a tomato plant like how not to make how to grow it like now i'm so happy because just like by showing my passion people get interested and now they're all asking me and calling me as if i'm like you know like the most expert like biologist like not biologist but like a biologist or whatever like oh uh or farmer like oh do, can you tell me like what they need to use to to grow my own chili peppers and tomatoes and and whatever it's like i didn't have that experience like the like long term experience, but I have like that small like passion, and people can learn from that. But that's the amazing thing in anything. Like whether you are like vegan, like or, or like you you believe in something else. Like showing your passion, why you like it, and not why you hate other things, or why uh, like you know even even in sustainability, instead of like talking bad about uh, who are not sustainable, who's not sustainable, who's destroying the nature. Like, let's try to show the other part, the nice one, why we're doing it, why we're passion. Mm-hmm. And if it's a good thing, people will join, like, whatever. Like, they don't, they don't really calculate anything. They see the passion, they see the good, and they will join. So what they're doing is amazing. They're, they just said uh, they're not doing agriculture. They're not making veggies to sell it, like to become a company selling veggies. They're making veggies because in the past, that's how people were doing it. Like they were being sustainable and they own creating their own food. And in this, in this case, if we want to have customers coming for camping or glamping, mm-hmm. we want to produce the food that they're going to eat like right next to their like place, like, like right next to the place, like the, the camping, the uh, bungalow mm-hmm. uh, they're living, you know, they're staying in. That that's, Awesome. That, that's that's the way we should do it. So for me, like the learning, sharing, 
sharing passion, uh, showing how happy we are doing this, that's the clue. That's the, the main thing we have to do. Amazing. Amazing, guys. In fact, uh, Michele, you've talked so much about food. Now I'm getting hungry. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day that we did our live video. Uh, when we uh, talked about sustainability through the Sesame Project and we had such amazing food. Everyone made food that day. It was so amazing. I I would love to be back in Taneno Chikara in seat bed and do it all over again. Me too. So, final question, guys. Uh, and uh, what about the future? Uh, Daisuke, Yumi, what are you planning for the future? of the seedbed, what are the different things, uh, what are the different activities that you're going to do uh, and how are you getting involved in them? あの、最終的にはアワジだけじゃなくて、日本全国、なんなら世界に広がっていく形でシードベッド、アナザーシードベッドをいろんなところに作っていく。体と思っていて、それをすることによって、その僕たち、アワジがってことじゃなくて、い
project I'm working on now, right now, is my dream of making Nihonshu or sake, like Japanese sake, uh, in Italy with uh, local products. Uh, the idea started uh, three years ago when I was thinking about like the situation of like rice farmers in Italy, and I wanted to basically um, improve the price or the quality of the the rice like sold. So I, I don't I don't remember the word for now, but like it's like increase the value of the produce. So it's not like using too much, but like, you know, transforming like something that is really cheap right now in something that can be sold like for higher prices, which means also like buying it for a higher price from the um, from the farmers and helping them like to be sustainable on their own. Uh, so I want to use local products. I want to promote like local uh, like ingredients like, um, well, the rice, uh, which is not only used for like sakes, you know, uh, and then at the same time, my dream is to connect Japan and Italy. So like to keep this connection between the two cultures. So right now in Japan, I'm helping NPOs or like uh, NGOs, like nonprofit organization in Japan, trying to improve what they're doing with like the different fields uh, and using like Italian, like mesen, like Italian, like improvements. Yeah. Um, and then I want to do kind of the same back to Italy, like trying to introduce, for instance, like the Japanese way of doing tourism, like the tourists like coming to Japan, they're doing a like totally different way, like tourism compared to like the Italian guests or like the guests we have in Italy. So I also want to promote more like the local um, activities, the local craftsmen, uh, the local produce. Because, you know, I think 90%, 99% of the people going to Italy can rely on to the fact that they go to Milan, they go to Rome, they go to Venice, they go maybe to Naples, uh, Florence, and they visit the city, like historical city architecture, and then they want to eat in a, like, Italian restaurant, of course. <laughs> but that's so limiting compared to what I know in Italy, to all the things, the cultural things you have in smaller towns. Like the, the like the food culture, the, the craft, like anything. So that's another project I'm trying to do. So it's a mix of like promoting Italian culture in Italy and in Japan and promoting the Japanese culture in Italy as well. And yeah, the, the next step is mainly like trying to make sake mm. with Italian water. Uh, now, right now I'm trying to find out like all the ingredients like from Kobo, which is the yeast, and Koji, which is this um, uh, like fungi. Like yeah, kind of like like but it's not the bacteria, but like kind of like that. And like once I have all the ingredients, like back in Italy, trying to start like a new company there. Wow, perfect. I mean, most of uh, what Michele said is so important in today's world, connecting people uh, across the world. But I think uh, for me, it was sake that you talked about. <laughs> that was the most interesting. <laughs> No, uh, it's, it's been amazing uh, having you guys uh, over here. And thank you so much for doing this, uh, taking out time and showing so much patience. Um, and I think together we are going to do a lot about sustainability. Just because we're talking about sustainability, I would like to share what I'm doing for SDGs. Uh, we're trying yeah. to, uh, you know, work towards creating education uh, systems in India much better. 
So it is SDG4. And then I'm also working on a few projects uh, which will improve the access to information, uh, legal information and information about your rights and so many other things. So that is SDG 16. <clears throat> and then, you know, we are combining, we are collaborating with people across the world. So that is SDG 17. And for all of you out there, if you don't know about SDGs yet, you need to because right now is the perfect <laughs> time. If you do not think about SDGs during COVID-19 crisis, oh, th then we are really falling behind. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you. <laughs> and keep awesome. doing the good work. Uh, you guys will always have my support. And yeah. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.